Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm Josie. <laughs> and, and we're, we're your judges. judges. This is by the cover. It's the first episode, the first official episode. Woohoo. Um Becca. Yeah, Josie. How are you today? Uh maybe a little nervous, maybe a little scared. Yeah, I mean it's always uh super fun putting something out there and seeing what everyone thinks. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, just like all these authors did. It oh, all connects. And now we're going to judge them based now on their very judge. surface level information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is by the cover where we take a deep dive into Amazon book review culture. Um, and so let's get Let's get going. going. Do okay, you want to go so first or yeah, shall I? I'll, I can take the reins on this one. Yeah, let's Quite do it. literally. Ah, um, <laughs> I know so, what book we're doing. So. Woof. I'm so sorry. Um, so, anyway, if you've listened to our episode zero, I highly recommend you go back. Um, today, today we are exploring the, the work, the life, and times of Tammy Hogue's Dark Horse, which is the first book in the Elena Estes series. Woohoo! Yeah, um, I definitely know what that is. We definitely, definitely do. Um, so, do you want me to drop on you that product description or some of those reviews first? Um, I want to. I want to get right into that summary. I want to know what Perfect. what does Tammy want us to know? I think this is especially important since the bulk of the information has actually been cut away from your book. So, I'm going to really give you the gift <laughs> of knowledge for what's going on. Yeah. Um, so. In her latest thriller, New York Times best-selling author Tammy Hogue takes readers on a suspense-filled ride of shocks and twists, leading to an explosive finish. You keep it together. I don't have to keep it together. I'm not talking right now. <laughs> it is the story of an ex-cop, a missing girl, and a killer locked in a race. I don't know what's happening to my thriller voice. Where there can only be one winner... And the losers die trying. In a trailer in a Florida swamp, time is running out for 18-year-old Aaron Seabright, a pawn in a kidnapper's terrifying game for a ransom no one can pay. Her last hope is a washed-up ex-cop who has already lost it all. Not once, but twice. (laughs) They just flipped the summary. And they're gonna do it again. They just said the exact same story, but from the other person's perspective. I mean, listen, they want to be super thorough. I also like that her name is Erin Seabright. It makes me think of Seabiscuit, which makes me think of horses. 
And the title of the story is Dark Horse. Right. Do you think they did it on purpose? Did they, do you think they were I being clever? Not. Oh, this is my character, Erin Seabright. Like Seabiscuit, my favorite horse. I hope she lives. <laughs> did you know that no two horses can be named the same thing in the racing circuit? I did know that, yeah. It's a really great fact. It's that in video games. Yeah. Uh, the wealthy world of the Palm Beach horse set seems a long way from a cop's world in the narcotics division. Yeah. Actually, like horse tranquilizers, isn't that really big in the drugs? The drugs? <laughs> you know the drugs. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. <laughs> no, people do not use horse tranquilizers <laughs> as narcotics. I'm very cool. Definitely one of the kids. I mean, I, I, maybe if you want to drug someone, you know... You'd use horse tranquilizers, but not if you want to. Hey, listen, you just chill. Take a drug. Just chill a whole lot. Just chill so many. <laughs> a lifetime ago, undercover sheriff's <laughs> detective Elena Estes worked the mean streets and backtop alleys. Backtop is one word. Living on her wits and playing the long odds until she took one risk too many. Now Estes lives on the ragged edge of lost hope and self-hatred, hiding from the past and believing she doesn't deserve to have a future. But the past is about to come back with a vengeance. Did you know the past is going to come back? We've, we've, yeah. It's going to do it again. The, the, our past act, they have consequences. The actions oh, have consequences. Oh, Elena, you, you did something in the past. And, and the now future you have to face is about to become a race. The future is about to become a race between life and death. This is a horse book. This book is about a horse, horses. Racing a horse and life and death. A young woman is missing. And her 12-year-old stepsister comes to Estes for help. We know she's missing. No one but serious, studious Molly Seabright seems concerned about what's happened to her troubled older sister. But Molly is convinced Aaron is in danger. Estes has no PI license, no interest in a new career, and no desire to bring her self-imposed exile. You know those cop instincts? The one they give you. When you graduate. Um, and I'm not going to say that this uh, product description really develops past that. It's kind of the same information we've already gotten. That some, something's, yeah, something's this is like the third on. or fourth summary. Yeah, uh, one trip to the showgrounds where Aaron worked as a groom, and Estes is quickly pulled into the dark side of a glamorous sport. Behind the glittering, ultra-rich facade of an ultra-ruthless world of drugs, Payoffs and dirty deals, a world of dissolute playboys and crooked horse dealers, of royalty and rabble, of rivals and enemies, an obscenely wealthy world where anything can be had for a price, including a life. And in that world stalks a killer who will lead Estes down a dark, twisted trail of decadence and deceit, mayhem and murder. A lot of these, like, double... Yeah, we need, you know, this and that. From the gilded life of Palm Beach to the darkest corner of Florida swamps to a final showdown that could cost her everything. A Including race. her life. <laughs> a race against time and evil. Ooh. A race... In which Estes is the dark horse, and no one is betting on her to win. <laughs> um, Did you get that this is, it's a race. It's a, race, it's a horse is, metaphor. Um, I guess I have heard that jockeys use an inordinate amount of cocaine. 
so there it is. So maybe wait. that's maybe that's where the the drug wait, use is. Like like actual like horse jockeys. It's for some reason, my brain shorted that out to like disc jockeys. Disc jockey. I mean, probably disc <laughs> jockeys too. I mean, Mike. <laughs> Mike's nodding. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cocaine. Okay. Okay, so yeah, uh, let's let's dive let's dive into what people said about yeah, Tammy. Yeah, because How? and and this is really important is like a lot of times these Amazon books they have like reviews from like the New York Times or from like Harper Collins. I mean, listen, Tammy Hogue is a New York best New York Times bestselling author. A so. New York best. She's a New York best. <laughs> oh. Not Miami, we though. Want, we want to know what the real people think. Right, right, right. We care about, for example, Sheila. <laughs> I don't know why I say Sheila like I'm from Australia. Oh, Sheila. <laughs> but there we are. Um, Three stars. Verified pur- purchase. First look at Elena. I'm a fan of Tammy Hogue. She's one of the great mystery writers. After I read one book, I wanted the next immediately. But I wasn't. You were going so southern so fast, and I need you to get away from it immediately. But I cannot I... listen to Sheila like this. Do you want me to give her a little no. Australian? What what do you what do you feel like Sheila is? A normal voice, a normal reading voice. <laughs> but it wasn't ready for distribution. Okay. She is skilled at character development and seemingly understands the darkness of some people. <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> I like that she's not really committing it to it, It doesn't though. want to commit that Tammy uh, knows all about the darkness inside of you. Dark Horse introduced Elena Estes in book one. <laughs> I gave the rating of three stars because the story is not of the same caliber of most of her fast-paced and enjoyable books. Yet even so, I did appreciate the story. There were some thrilling episodes that kept me reading. All right. Very middle of the road. Um, um, D. Horbury. <laughs> I can't. I'm only reading the words. Um, okay. D. Horbury. So this is D. Horbury. 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 <laughs> God. Uh, also three stars and verified purchase. Disappointed. I found this book to be boring, page-skipping material. I certainly expected more. Well-written, but no character building where you might actually care about them. Just not her best, or far from it, really. So, you got a Tammy Hogue, but not a good one. Ooh. So, do you want me to give you a one-star or a five-star? I want to... People have been getting down on on Tammy, and I want to hear what people have to say about her that's great. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, B. Stubbs. I really enjoyed this book by Tammy Hogue. I really enjoyed this book by Tammy Hogue. Loved the main character, Elena. Loved the horse world. (laughs) One of the things I noticed with this, I gave it air quotes. That's not, physical bits don't. I heard the air quotes, don't worry. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, you were very clearly mocking the concept of horse world. One of the things I noticed with this book, that Elena did relive the part of her life as a police officer that brought about her accident and her having to leave the police force. This seems like information we might have wanted to know in the 
I guess that's her her past that's coming back to race against her future. But it did not seem as labor as some of the other characters in other books. As labor? It did not seem as labor as some of the other characters in other books. Other characters have gone over and over and over the same thoughts, rehashing the same scene to the point I become weary of reading it yet again. I am now reading the second in this series and so far enjoying that as well. I have read other Tammy Hoags and I do enjoy her writing, enjoy the characters she has created, look forward to more of her books. Uh, well, you know, I, I find it really interesting that what we've found is that most of these people always want to compare her to her other, like, compare this book to her other books. You I like know? to imagine the majority of the people who review Tammy Hoag's are probably like my grandmother, who, when her vision started going, she would listen to just books on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and primarily, like, murder books on tape. And so I remember being, like, 10, and she's describing, like, the author's describing, like, peeling someone's face off. And I was like, Gee, Grandma, we're in the kitchen. <laughs> Do we have to? I don't like this. Do you like this? You're in theater. I only know of one story of peeling a face off, which would, of course, be Silence of the Lambs. Were you listening to Silence of the Lambs with your grandmother? I don't know. I was 10. Oh, wow. I wasn't exactly, like, looking for book recs. That's fair. I wanted us to make cookies again. It took me so long to understand that recs. And recommendations. We're, do- we're doing a book rec podcast. You need to get on it. We're doing a book rev podcast. What I heard with book recs, I was imagining like, you know, rawr. Dude. I'm going to do. do. Do we need to do we need to get to the next bit? We should move on. We should move on. We should move on. Do we have a one star review though? Okay. One one star review and then we will leave this house. Um... I do I do like Beanie. She gave this book a one star review. Uh don't remember. Read years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember this book, so clearly it was sh- absolute shit. Uh one star. Next. Well, fuck. <laughs> Probably was bad. <laughs> don't remember. Uh <laughs> Kindle customer verified purchase uh, had a really hard time with this book. If you aren't into animal abuse, I don't recommend it. I've had a hard time with any animal abuse, and the things described in this book, at least in the first few chapters, made me sick. I couldn't finish the book, as it was just too intense for me and very dark. No pun intended. (laughs) I had to stop reading it, to be honest, after the first few chapters. I want to be... Fucking clear. <laughs> Do not misunderstand. I am me. not being funny in this moment. It was very dark. It was a dark book about horses. <laughs> I mean, you you read the summary. <laughs> like it's already about murder. I think we've got some dark in there. Yeah, I like the summary. Human the murder, su- fine. Animal abuse, no, thank you. <laughs> the summary is like there's a girl being kept in a trailer in the swamps. Someone's Florida. Tr- someone wants to murder her. In Florida. In Florida. And also, drug rings. Rich people, drug rings. This book is all about murder and the underbelly of society. The underbelly of rich people. And the person's like, 
Oh, my. You accused me of being Southern, and now you're all like, oh, my. Because I'm mocking them. I wasn't going to read an entire review. Um, I would have done a beautiful job. Let's let's move on. Perfect. Um, I believe, actually, that as we move on, we're going to we're gonna move into an ad break, so... Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. This is Corey and Bryson signing off, but before we do, we're saying... Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us by... Hey everyone. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us at roguemedianetwork.com. Signing off, this is Corey and Bryson saying have a totally rad day. Late. Hello, we are What's Your Excuse? Podcast. Exactly. I'm Caitlin. I am Megan. And we are here to talk to you about all of your things that you want to shit talk about. That's right. Is your life going poorly? Check. Are you curious about diseases that are running rampant? Check. Check. Do you want to know all the places I have had sex in this world? Check. Check. (laughs) You can find that all right here on What's Your Excuse Podcast. Uh, at Rogue Media Network, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Google. Yes, that's right. And give us a follow. <laughs> What's your excuse? Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's record. Hey, man. It's your boy Prescription. Tuned in to Bluesville. Bluesville. Terry ain't shit. 2020. Shout out Ontario, though. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Y'all can use that? Can we use that? <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. What an, what an excellent product to end our business. I, thrilling. <laughs> um, um, I, am I, I'm going to do my, my segment, You're going to do your segment. Um, so my segment is entitled, Where Are They Now? Um, <sighs> where, where Are They Now? A, a journey with me. Where are you going? <laughs> Uh, a, a a journey with me towards um towards greatness, um specifically great authors, great authors, um, authors with really well known books, mm-hmm. um and we're gonna take a look at the other books they've written, um and so so I'm gonna not tell you the author mm-hmm. nor reference uh their most famous work. They're gonna be okay. Yes, perfect. Um. And we're just gonna kind of go for a little bit and see how long see how long we need before we have some good guesses. Um, I think we'll get there pretty fast. Okay. This came out January twenty eighth of twenty twenty. I was really worried you were just gonna give me the date and no like none of the year <laughs> stuff. And I was gonna be like, great. Yeah. No. So this January is, books are this always is, a J.K. Rowling. <laughs> this is hot off the presses. Um, high fire. That's one word. High fire. High fire. H I G H. H I G H F I R E. High fire. A novel from the New York Times, best-selling author of the redacted, redacted <laughs> series, comes a hilarious and high octane adult novel about a <laughs> vodka drinking, flash dance loving dragon. Uh- <laughs> 
Yeah, I, you thought you I, fucking knew where this story was going. You were getting ready to comment. I saw you opening your fucking mouth to comment. I, I know who it is. I know who it is. It's Beatrix Potter. Got it. Nailed it in one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a dragon. It's a vodka-drinking, flash-dance-loving gotcha. dragon who lives an isolated life in the bayous of Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> and the raucous adventures that ensue when he crosses paths with a 15-year-old troublemaker on nope. the run Whoops. from a crooked sheriff. Okay. A crooked sheriff. Is it? Is this why? It, no. This is like a serious novel uh, for adult human this is, beings. This is adult, but... We'll get into the age range in just a second. In the days of yore, he flew the skies and scorched angry mobs. Now he hides from swamp tour boats and rises only with the greatest reluctance from his lazy boy recliner. He literally, he's a dragon. He could have lived in Spain if he had chosen. He doesn't have to be in the bayou. But he's laying low in the bayou. This once magnificent fire breather has been reduced to lighting Marlboros with nose sparks, swilling absolute in a flash dance t-shirt and binging netflix in a fishing shack for centuries he struck veer in hearts far and wide as wyvern ward high fire of the high fire eerie 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 e-y-r-i-e eerie eerie now he goes by vern vern However, he has survived unlike the rest. He is the last of his kind, the last dragon. Still, no amount of vodka can drown the loneliness in his molten core. Vern's glory days are long gone. Or are they? A canny Cajun swamp rat, young Everett Squib Moreau, does what he can to survive. Okay, but for real though, is this by J.K. Rowling? <laughs> it does sound like it, but you're right, you're in the right area. Okay, uh, Cassandra Clare. <clears throat> Trying not to break the heart of his saintly single mother. He's finally decided to work for a shady smuggler, but on his first night, he witnesses his boss murdered by a crooked constable. Regent's Hook is not just a dirty cop. He's a despicable human being who happens to want Squib's mama in the worst way. What? When Hook goes after his hidden witness with a grenade launcher, Squib finds himself airlifted from certain death by a dragon? The swamp can make strange bedfellows, and rather than be fried alive so the dragon can keep his secret, Squib strikes a deal with the scaly apex predator. He can act as his go-between, a.k.a. familiar, fetch his vodka, keep him company, etc., in exchange for protection from Hook. Soon the three of them are careening headlong toward a combustible confrontation. There's about to be a fiery reckoning, in which either dragons finally go extinct, or Vern's glory days are back. I like that they slipped in there just real quick. Dragons are almost all dead, by the way. <laughs> he yes, is the last of his kind. Any hope at all. There, There's not a lot. Uh, a triumphant return to the genre-bending fantasy that the author is so well known for. High Fire is an effortlessly clever and relentlessly funny tour de force of comedy and action. So let's get into those reviews, though. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson is such a bad guess. Because, You're welcome. Because he is a great author and he would never write this garbage. Patrick Rothfuss. That's also a good guess. Um, here, I think this will help okay, steer us in the right J. direction. J.K. Rowling is mm -hmm. a better vein. 
two-star review, verified purchase. Young adult fantasy with lots of swearing. I had to laugh when I read other reviews of this book as adult fantasy. It comes across with very much the same whimsical tone and magic set in the real world plot device the author used in his children's series. Is this Christopher Poloni? No, but that's another really good guess. The only Poloni, Baloni, Paolini? Paolini, I think, but you know. (laughs) The only differences are that the (laughs) can't start off with (laughs) <laughs> we can't start this off with Becca and Josie don't like Italian. No, that's not what I meant. I was making a joke about how I've been reading those books since I was like six and I, not six, but like incredibly young. And it was always like a big point of strife for me that I didn't know how to say that man's yeah. last name. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um. All right, here we go. Um. The only differences are that the author makes liberal use of hardcore profanity. Mother effer is a favorite word of multiple characters. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think they actually say mother effer or does the reviewer say mother effer? The the reviewer has redacted uh, the, what I'm assuming is uh, U-C-K-E I think. Is that is that a word? Um, motherfucker? <laughs> um, anyway, that and dragon penis jokes. Hooray! Swearing and badly done dirty humor do not graduate a book into the sphere of adult fantasy. Despite the author's phenomenal talent to tell an engaging story, at least in other books, the setup and execution for this particular story never got me to quite believe in a 3,000-year-old dragon flying around the Louisiana bayou. I wonder. Um, (laughs) This is really long. Um, We're going to skip over to... Uh, this one-star review from La Femme Cherie, a verified purchase, that says, in all caps, offensive on so many levels. You know, I am a dragon myself, and I just don't think this is uh, the correct way to put us into fiction. (laughs) (laughs) I was hugely disappointed in this new book. It's not just the constant profanity. Everyone... The negative stereotypes and the cultural misinformation. The cultural what? Oh, Um, no. That's not how dragons really are. No, I was making a... No. It could... It might be... It's probably about, like... Like, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, no, it probably is, but it's still really fucking funny. The dialogue was mundane, the jokes unfunny, the plot predictable, and the author was writing out of his element. Who was his target audience anyway? If writers are supposed to know what they know about, I doubt the author Googled anything on Louisiana. Oh, God, do I know anything? evident in his portrayal of the people who live there. I wouldn't even donate this book to a library. It's so bad. On the other (laughs) hand, his other series is awesome, and I'm looking forward to the first movie. Oi, oi. Is it the writer of the Artemis Fowl series? Yes, it is the author of the Artemis Fowl series, Owen Colfer. Ewan (laughs) Colfer. Ewan McGregor. Ewan. I I think it's Owen because he's Irish, right? I don't know. I didn't read the Artemis Fowl series. I was big into the Artemis Fowl series. Of course you were. I was a a big, big fan. Um, I think every, every kid who's, you know... Thought he was hot shit. Liked <laughs> Artemis Fowl. That took me very long. Um, Let it be clear, Josie just called themselves out, and that's that on that. Yeah, it's me. Um, okay, let's let's move on. 
to another ad. It's ad time. It's ad time. I didn't we're back. And we're back. Here we are. It's us. Such wonderful products. And or businesses. Go, Good services. Go patronize them. Their place of work. Can you and not? Or, I can't find my phone. It's okay. <laughs> um, do I do another one now? Yes, it's your turn. Okay. Um, yeah, this is what we're going to start with. Okay. I'm going to, I brought for us the alchemist. 25th anniversary oh. a fable about following your dream a oh. book i have never read oh wait no i thought this is a different book whoops it's um by deckle edge that's not right deckle edge i think no deckle edge is maybe deckle edge sounds more like he should run like that's some a production sort of company i think evil ska band i'm sorry it's by paolo coelho coelho <laughs> We gotta get better at reading people's names. I got Paolo, right? I just don't know how to read this last name. Anyway. <laughs> Killing oh, it. I'm go, sorry. Go, go, go. Um, this is a special 25th anniversary edition of the extraordinary international bestseller, including a new foreword. Combining Ooh. magic, mysticism, wisdom, and wonder into an uh, inspiring tale of self-discovery, The Alchemist has become a modern classic, selling millions of copies. Paolo's... Uh, Paolo's masterpiece tells the mystical story of Santiago, an Andalusian shepherd boy who yearns to travel in search of a worldly treasure. His quest will lead him to riches far different and far more satisfying than he ever imagined. Santiago's journey teaches us about the essential wisdom of listening to our hearts, of recognizing opportunity, and learning to read the omens strewn along life's path. Is this a self-help book or a fantasy novel? That's what I really need to know. It does kind of sound like it's a hat like This feels like the secret, but like framed with some sort of like hero's quest nonsense. It's like the life of Pi type like make your life better type story right yes um anyway blinded by the positive reviews says buyer one star verified purchase what a book (laughs) with an overwhelming number of positive reviews was surely bound to be a great read or above average at worst boy was i wrong it's definitely up on the list of worst books i've read Unfortunately, I learned a lesson far greater than what the book could teach me. Amazon reviews do not determine the quality of a story. No way. It's like people who review things can have wildly different tastes. Um, yeah, but something with so many positive reviews was bound to be a great read or above average at worst. Do you think this person like was bullied into this really by its friend? It's yikes. Their friends and like is one of those hipster bitches though that was like I won't listen to that thing. It's too popular. Everybody likes the alchemist and because of that I must inherently hate it. I must chase your lack of joy. It's not it's not that I don't like it. I might like it if I listen to I it. I could like it's it. It's just that everybody wants me to. And so now, I'm going to salt your fields. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> Keep going. Tell me more about this horrible person. Um, that's it. That's oh, all no. they've got. Um, 
They've given me nothing substantial, really, beyond the fact that they thought it was going to be, like, a mind-blowing, life-altering experience. Yeah, um, I think, I think this is maybe what you're looking for from Nicholas Lowe, five-star verified purchase. Engaging read, worth reading more than once, excellent shelf copy, if you like that sort of thing, which is the longest subject for a review I have ever seen. I have seen reviews shorter than that. I picked up a copy of this book because my students were reading it for their English class, and I like to throw them off by slipping literary references into algebra class. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the pit trap of mathematics. Suddenly we're in lit. (laughs) Ah, yes, children. I've been reading the book that you've been reading as well. (laughs) I can be one of the kids. Relate to me and also geometry, please. I figured it was a short book. It wouldn't take a long time, and it would give me a sense of what they were learning in their other classes, and maybe spark some cross-curricular ideas. Hey, kids, remember how Santiago was a shepherd? Let's count sheep. (laughs) If Santiago had four sheep... And then a wolf came and ate three, ate three of them. And eats three. The wolf eats three. But Santiago has invested 20 cents into each of his sheep. In life insurance. How much money has Santiago earned? (laughs) I don't... I don't know how you... Oh, man, was that a mistake? (laughs) So we were right. I was a little worried that, like, I was making fun of this guy and he was going to be like, it was great, my kids really connected with me. No, 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 it didn't do any of those things. And apparently kids these days don't actually read their summer reading. What a shame. <laughs> I, how long do you think this person has been in public education? Oh, I have to think a while. I just... Or do they read, like, very, like, very new to this? There's a level of hope there. I feel like there's not, like, a lack of belief in your students yet. And, you know, I teach college students, and I love them to bits, but I don't rely on them to read the things I give them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But he did fall deeply in love with this book and has read it three times in the last two years. So it's the kind of book that works on more than one level. You have your hero who goes on an adventure, learning from a wise mentor, hitting roadblocks, coming to know himself and the world around him before realizing that his true treasure was in himself all along. Thank God men get to do these things. It's so fresh. We've never seen that story happen. And if that's all you get out of the book, then that's fine. But there's more going on here. Oh, wow. More than just your average hero story. This won't just be Star Wars again. The difficulty of the book is figuring out what that more is. The book (laughs) constantly suggests and hints at lessons that seem at once a comment on ethics and metaphysics, history and anthropology. Why does everyone talk like this in their comments post-colonialist critique and folk fairy tale okay, Bibli- see i could be interested in that biblical allusions oh. abound next to islamic lessons on the nature of god while institutions and mysticism are equally likely to be evoked and revoked there's always the sense as you read that there is something lingering under the surface but the minute that you try to grab at it or write it in a review it seems to disappear the book is ephemeral, one might say. 
like I, a will-o'-wisp. Do you think like this man had like an intelligence aneurysm over how smart he felt <laughs> while writing this review? He was like, if you aren't clever enough to catch all this, then I have. Read my review. I'll <laughs> capture the essence of what this book is trying to do for you, mm. poor peasant person. Let me... Yes, feel the grains of the sands of time between my fingers. And, yes. and it's probably like, yeah, Jeremy, I read it too. They like, did say the chosen one. He's a shepherd. Right next to the great prophet. Yeah, those are, those are definitely two allusions to two religions, huh? Yeah. Bud? We are all sheep, Josie. Mm. Like, I just don't think that you and can... And the little Andalusian shepherd boy will guide us on our road to the future new religion. New religion. Yikes. <laughs> we can't start a cult this early in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's an episode four or five kind of thing. Um, anyway, that seems to be the point of the book. That the message is clear if you read it without trying to grab it. Hold it loosely and it Grab comes it easily. Pages. Try to describe it and it flits away. It's like like slime, like the like oobleck that you make, you know, like try to hold on to it and pass through your fingers. The book is elusive. Allusive. Oh no, did you spell it with an A? He did, yeah. Math teacher. It works on you without <laughs> You didn't give them anything other than an X and a Y, they just get lost. <laughs> I didn't have to take a math class in college. <laughs> oh god, that joke hit me so late. Uh, uh, it works on you without seeming to, and at the end, you're left both satisfied as the adventure concludes, and also wanting more, or perhaps wanting to do more. Perhaps that's why I like this book so much. It doesn't yield its secrets easily, or perhaps it yields it too easily. Do you think this? Do you think this man became part of the Yang Gang? Like that's that's the vibe I'm getting from this person. <laughs> no, this guy went hardcore for Yang. He's like he's like a Democrat, but also a conservative. You you but try to also... grasp it, and it slips through your fingers. You try to pin him down on any real social policy. He'll tell you about a universal basic income. Episode one, we're going to disenfranchise some people. <laughs> Episode one, if you were part of the Yang gang. Sorry. I'm sorry, but <laughs> y'all looked like a cult. Anyway, whoever came up with hashtag Yang gang, we're still going to do better than you with whatever hashtags we come <laughs> yeah, up no with. Yeah, no matter any hashtag we have cannot possibly be worse than Yang gang. But like now I see like Mike smirking and I'm worried he's gonna do his darndest to find something <laughs> way worse than Yang Gang. Oh no, he's not. All right. Um, after you finish, uh, you wonder where your heart and your treasure lie. Oh. And Ugh. what your personal legend might be. Where does your treasure lie, Josie? Where's your treasure? Where is it? Is it with our Lord and Savior? The alchemist. The alchemist. He's a combination of every great savior from every religion. My treasure is my copy of The Alchemist. Have you read from it recently? <laughs> it will tell you things. It is hard to keep it. I imagine that this book might say more about its reader than its text. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. 
we mug it so much. Oh my god. When you know your own heart and your own journey well enough, perhaps this will only remain a passing, although enjoyable fairy tale. I this this man relates to this book in such a way that I do wonder if he was also an Andalusian shepherd boy who pursued his dream to teach mathematics. <laughs> that is the only explanation. Um. <laughs> I, oh no! This this was better than the book could ever be. No, that was a piece of art, Nicholas. Dude, Nicholas, you. to you. Four hundred seventy-two people found that helpful. By the way. Oh my god. I I guess some people really really connected with that. Versus, of course, Jacqueline one star verified purchase, waste of time and money. It seemed like this book was written for a sixth grader. Did not live up to the hype. So we've got, you know, we've got different reviews, you know, different opinions <laughs> about <laughs> this book. Um, and the sixth graders didn't even read it. So And the sixth graders didn't even read it. What a, what a tragedy. What a social commentary. I mean, it really does say yeah. more about the readers. <laughs> Than the book itself. Are you gonna uh, are you gonna hit us with that dark horse devotional? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some we're gonna get some drug book devotional going on. You're really you're really trying to stick the landing on that dark drug book devotional. Um, the drug book daily. Yeah. No, the, 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 you want daily no, so bad. It's such a nice word. It is though. Um, how about I this? I do like devotional though. Yeah. Um, the dark horse devotional. Um, so this, before we get to the... Drug book wisdom. <laughs> before we get to drug book wisdom, um, I, I've been hanging out with Becca. And I've been hanging out with Josie. <laughs> and we're your judges. And we're your judges, and this was by the cover. And, uh, yeah, please do review us. Do that, please. That would be great. We'll read a review on, on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That would be awesome, especially because the oh, first... Oh, and please tweet at us. Please follow us on oh, Instagram. Yeah. And we really want to hear things. from you um, and give us those uh, books, and we'll check them out and see if they, they fit with our brand. As you can see, anything kind of fits yeah. our brand. Um, so, yeah, yeah, give us... Uh, tweet us at us. We've got our personal accounts that you'll probably be able to find eventually, but... Uh, um, and also check out all the other awesome uh, podcasts on the Rogue Media Network. I started listening to uh, Keep Wake Aloud uh, just recently, and they are awesome highlighting local artists. Check out uh, Bluesville with Terry Blues um, and uh, all the, the good comedy things over there. Lots of lots of stuff. And thank you so much to Onichan Productions for producing. And, and Mike. We're so lucky like to as be well. here. We're super lucky to be here. Um, all right, but once again, yes, Josie Beckett judges by the cover. Here's our devotional. Trying to narrow the focus of my mind on the small motor skills in. Small motors goes in my butt. My butt.
This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.